Welcome to Ministry by Mail, a weekly sermon publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confession. Our sermon for New Year's is by Pastor Nathan Pfeiffer of Berea Lutheran Church in Invergrove Heights, Minnesota. Our theme is New Year Directions. Look, listen, live. Based on the text of Isaiah 51, verses 1 through 6. Grace to you and peace from God the Father Almighty, from our Lord and our Savior from sin, Jesus Christ. Amen. I hear the train a coming. It's coming round the bend. Imagine some of you probably are familiar with Johnny Cash's song, The Folsom Prison Blues. The story goes that when Johnny Cash was stationed in Germany, he saw a special film on Folsom Prison located in California. And it prompted him to write this song, imagining himself in Folsom Prison, locked up, and hearing a train go by outside the prison. And as the whistle blows, he imagines himself longing to get out of prison, board that train, and head to San Antonio, Texas, far away from his prison cell. We have now entered a new year, and the coming of the new year is almost like a freight train arriving. So imagine for a moment 2023 like that train coming around the bend, and you don't know what's on board that train. Maybe you've thought ahead of the year that lies before you. And you wonder, what's going to bring? What's on board that train coming at us? There's no stopping it. And there's much unknown that lies before us. As the new year rolls around and the bend, like that fast-moving train blowing its whistle to announce its arrival, we turn to the Word of God. And we do so for comfort, for strength, and for direction. Throughout our Advent season and Christmas, we've been hearing from the prophet Isaiah. We do so today with this in mind. With the new year coming like a freight train, we seek to look, listen, and live. Hear now the God-breathed words of Isaiah, chapter 51, verses 1 through 6. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you. For he was but one when I called him, that I might bless him and multiply him. For the Lord comforts Zion. He comforts all her waste places and makes her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving in the voice of song. Give attention to me, my people, and give ear to me, my nation. For a law will go out from me, and I will set my justice for a light to the peoples. My righteousness draws near. My salvation has gone out, and my arms will judge the peoples. The coastlands hope for me, and for my arm they wait. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look at the earth beneath. For the heavens vanish like smoke, the earth will wear out like a garment, and they who dwell in it will die in like manner. But my salvation 
will be forever, and my righteousness will never be dismayed. So far, God's word. Even so, we pray for his blessing. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. As we hear the train whistle blowing, ushering in a new year, maybe you're afraid of what might be on board. Will this new year bring you suffering or prosperity? Will it be blessing or disaster? Will this year be your last year? Furthermore, might this year be the last year of the history of the world? Maybe we're afraid that in the new year we'll find ourselves alone or empty, like a waste place, a desert with no hope and no life. Certainly that would be a scary thought for a new year. As we look ahead to a new year filled with uncertainty, God would first have us look back and remember what he has already done for you. As chapter 51 begins, the Lord is addressing his believers. He's talking to you. He says, listen to me, you who pursue righteousness. That's the believer. Pursuing the righteousness that is God's, that is, belongs to the believer through faith in Christ. You who seek the Lord. And the Lord says, look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the quarry from which you were dug. The Bible uses the references to rocks many different times. Jesus says to Peter, you're the rock, or he says of Peter's confession that on Peter's rock-solid confession, he will build his church. God is called a rock and a fortress. But here, the Lord's use of the word rock is to speak of something that is lifeless, something that can't do anything. And we see that in verse 2. So the rock and the quarry in which rocks are dug out of, the Lord compares that in verse 2 to Abraham and Sarah. God had promised Abraham and Sarah that in them all the nations of the earth will be blessed and that they would have descendants as numerous as the stars and the sky and the sand and the seashore. But when God called Abraham and Sarah... How many kids did they have? God says they were but one when I called them. Furthermore, Abraham and Sarah were too old to have kids. They were like a desert, barren, empty, wasteless. And yet God called them. And what did God do for that lifeless couple, that quarry that was empty, that rock that had no life in it? A son was born in their old age. God called them, he said, that I might bless them and multiply them. So as you approach a new year and you worry maybe about being alone, being like a desert, being like a wasteland, God would have you remind you of what he's already done for you. Look back 
and see how God called you out of the darkness of unbelief. You and I were born with a stony heart, dead and spiritually lifeless. We were born natural enemies of God, opposed to him and his will. And yet, what did he do? When we were nothing, he made us his children. He called us to faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Ezekiel says he removed the heart of stone and gave us a heart of flesh. So if that freight train of 2023 scares you with its uncertainty and its fear, remember what God has already done for you. Look back to your baptism and see how he washed away your sins, called you by name and put his triune name on you, adopting you as his child. As we look ahead, don't forget to look back. And as you do you're going to find comfort. Verse 3. For the Lord comforts Zion. He comforts all her waste places and makes her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the voice of song. Think of how Sarah rejoiced when she gave birth to Isaac in her old, old age. What joy and thanksgiving there must have been. Be comforted as you look back, seeing how God took care of you. Be comforted, knowing that that same God will comfort you in the new year. You too can have joy and gladness, looking back, seeing what great things God has done for you. Next, we're told to listen. In driver's ed, as a 16-year-old in southern Minnesota, we were taught certain rules about railroad crossings. Not every railroad crossing had flashing lights and those arms that would come down to prevent you from crossing the railroad track. Sometimes you'd just have that circle with the X and the two R's notifying you railroad crossing. So it was incumbent upon you in the car to know, I need to stop. I need to look both ways on the track, and I also need to listen. Maybe some of you are familiar with the train horn rule. The government requires that trains, as they approach a public crossing, need to sound their horn 15 to 20 seconds before they reach the crossing. That's to warn anybody near the tracks that that train is coming. And it's going to be a lot easier for you to stop ahead of those tracks than for that locomotive to stop. As a New Year train comes around the bend, it's sounding its horn. And we know it's not going to stop for us. And as exciting as a New Year can be, sometimes it is dark and scary with its uncertainty. But God gives us light. Let us listen to his promises for hope in verse 4. The Lord says, Give attention to me, my people, and give ear to me, my nation. A law will go out from me, and I will set my justice for a light to the people. God has made a sound go forth. He calls it his law and his justice. 
When we hear law here, we shouldn't think in the narrow sense like the Ten Commandments, but we should think of every divine declaration God has ever made. Because when God says something, it's law. It's truth that holds forever. When God says something, it cannot be changed. So he speaks of his message going out, his declaration going out, and then he parallels it it with calling it his justice, his justice which gives light to the people. So what is God's justice? That's the gospel. It is God carrying out the punishment for sin. It is the cross. It's where we see the Son of God bearing our sins in his body in order to pay off our debt to God. On the cross, God's wrath was poured out for all the sins that each one of us committed in the past year, in our past life. But God's justice also takes us to the empty tomb of Easter because Jesus bore your sins on his body on the cross and that was the perfect sacrifice for sin. God announced on Easter Sunday that you are truly forgiven. Justice has been met. Paul writes to the Romans that Christ was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. God rendered the verdict. Justice has been met. Sins are forgiven. And now we are at peace with God. So this is the law that goes out, the justice that goes out from God that he wants us to listen to as we enter this new year. He calls it a light. Light gives hope in the midst of darkness. And certainly that is what Jesus' forgiveness brings us. This is something the whole world is waiting for. In verse 5, the Lord says, The coastlands hope for me, and for my arm they wait. You're not the only one looking for the light amidst the darkness of this world. Christ has called us to share the message of God's justice with the whole world. So regardless of what's coming on that train in this new year, listen to the whistle that God is sounding forth as he sounds his law and his justice. And let us share that light with those around us. Finally, as we close out another year, it should remind us all of another ending which is coming, one that may well arrive in 2023. Verse 6 of our text, the Lord says, Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look at the earth beneath, for the heavens vanish like smoke, the earth will wear out like a garment, and they who dwell in it will die in like manner. What does that sound like? It sounds like the end of the world, right? The Lord wants us to look around, and I'd urge you to do that when you leave church today or sitting at home. As you leave, look at the buildings and the homes around you, people that are investing so much time and energy and money and worry and stress in these things. Look up at the sky. All of it, in a moment, will vanish. On the day when Christ returns, it will all be gone, along with those who live for the pleasures of this world. When that final horn blasts announcing the arrival of the last day, 
There will only be one thing that matters, only one thing that remains. God tells us about that at the end of verse 6. My salvation will be forever, and my righteousness will never be dismayed. On the last day, the only thing that is going to truly matter is the salvation that Christ won for you and the righteousness that is yours through faith in the Son of God. Jesus promises the same things. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Your brothers and sisters, the New Year's train is not something you have to fear. No matter what that train brings, it will not change God's promise of salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. No one can change his promise of forgiveness. No one can change his promise of salvation. No one can take away the promise that God will never leave you nor forsake you. His promise that he will make all things work together for good to those who love him. His promise that no one can snatch you out of his hand. No matter what happens, no matter what that train brings, that promise of salvation and life remains forever. So as we enter this new year, let us live by his eternal promises. I understand Johnny Cash played his Folsom Prison Blues in Folsom Prison in California one year. I don't know if he heard a train whistle of a train coming round the bend. But Johnny Cash was able to leave that prison. He was able to walk right out of it because he was a free man. You and I have been freed from the prison of fear through Jesus Christ. He's overcome our sin. He's overcome death. And he's given us the gift of eternal life. So as we enter this new year, let's think about that railroad crossing thought. To look, listen, and live. Look at what God has already done for you personally through Jesus Christ. Making you his child by grace. Listen again and again and again to his promises of hope. No matter how dark the day may be. And let us live in the knowledge that through Jesus Christ, we are eternally saved. Praise be to the eternal God, who is our refuge and our strength today, tomorrow, and into eternity. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. This has been a publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confessions Ministry by Mail. Visit clclutheran.org for more information. For print copies of this or other sermons, please visit lutheransermons.org.